Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Timber Living Log Cabins. For your perfect workspace, living space or hideaway, timberliving.ie. Now look, a lot of people find January tough going and I wonder too if people are finding this January a bit tougher than usual for some reason. Uh, Psychologist Maureen Gaffney joins me now. Welcome Maureen. Hi Brendan. (coughs) Are we more prone to low mood in January? Yes. Um... Uh, I suppose the good news is that uh, at least we're halfway through it um, because December uh, is the beginning uh, of the, (coughs) excuse me, winter starts and really starts at the beginning of December. But I think our reaction to all the things that happen in terms of light doesn't really kick in until January because Christmas intervenes and, of course, you know, all our focus is on that. But I think for a lot of Irish people, the big, the real winter starts in January. Yeah. You know, it's a very long month. Um, and I think the, the issue, there's an awful lot of research, actually, on this. And <clears throat> the issue seems to be light, yeah, I believe that. Very deep in our brain, we have a reaction to light. Um, light is what, if you think about the way we've evolved, light is what wakes us up in the morning. Um, light, the lack of light is it gives us our cue to to go to sleep. So we feel generally more alert in the morning. <coughs> Um, and at night time, we begin to feel tired as the light disappears. And that's a seasonal effect as well. Yeah. So as the light, as the days become shorter and there's less light, then we, the way we should feel and probably the way we did feel way back in our evolution is that we were ready for the day when the light came on and we were ready to sleep when when the light disappeared. But now, obviously, in a world of artificial light, that that whole natural cycle has be- is not synchronised anymore. You see, the other <clears> thing, <throat> though, is like, you would think that, uh, we, you know, we, we've lived in the Northern Hemisphere for a good while now, a lot yes. of us, so we live where we are. Yeah. You would think that Irish people would have got used to it, but every year it comes to this time of year and shock. Irish people are like, I can't handle the, the, the winter in Ireland <laughs> well, at all. And you're, well, you're absolutely right about the, the fact that, you know, we've, we've had an awful lot of time to, to settle into uh, the routines of the seasons uh, in Europe. And in fact, the evidence is that we are less affected by the the change of the seasons. I mean, that kind of lower mood that comes mm-hmm. with the, the lack of light <clears throat> than, than, say, in America, which uh, has a, a shorter settlement time. And, and it's interesting that in America, people are much more affected um, by the, the lack of light in Alaska, 12 times more affected than they are in Florida. Um, so so th- that... That effect is definite um, and it's been there a long time. Um, now, for most people, the the effect on your mood is um, 
just that kind of feeling of lethargy um, that, you know, you don't have, you know, when you wake up on a summer morning, yeah. you, you kind of feel like the day is ahead of you and, you know, you can get stuff done. In the winter, a lot of the time, well, here anyway, in the deep winter, you're getting up in the dark um, and you're coming home from work uh, in, in the dark. So there's, I, I think that, that feeling of, that it's all going to be much harder is is much stronger in, in the winter. Yeah. Um, are and Irish people a bit worse this way as well? Like, well, we're, are, well are, we're, are we naturally we are, kind of well, we're natural complainers anyway? Okay, yeah I, yeah. I think complaining really is a form of bonding in Ireland, you know, um, that, you know, we, we complain to each other as a way of kind of getting closer. Uh, I yeah. was very conscious of that when I went to America. And, um, you know, I, I sort of, you know, complain about the weather and all kinds of things. And Maureen, you're a really <laughs> negative person. But but I think people were kind of astonished, yeah, you know. Yeah. But also they were, you know, I would comment on the weather all the time. I would say it's a lovely day or it's a <laughs> terrible day. And, uh, and people, of course, who expected the seasons to be similar, you know, where would say, mm, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. what's to comment about that? But but that's actually natural because let's when, go, let's go on when something is yeah. unpredictable, you have to keep attending to okay, it. OK, right. So 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 the yeah. problem here is is, is, the, the, is the inconsistency yeah. of it. Yeah, because you will get you get a fantastically bright, crisp day and you feel on top of the world. You for do. A while, yeah. Like, and, and you then, feel so lucky. Get, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Come here. It's interesting what you say on the Americans. Let's go off on a tangent here for a second. Yeah. Um, I keep reading these days now that optimism is the superpower and if we could train ourselves to be optimistic and it's only like you are kind of saying that like Irish people there's comfort in pessimism almost and not expecting too much. Should yeah. we all try and be more optimistic or can you be can you try and be more optimistic? Yeah, I mean Americans are I think more optimistic. It's kind of almost built into the constitution there, you yeah. know, that um but but I suppose my observations of them is that it's a mindset rather than a feeling. It's not that they're feeling more optimistic. Yeah. It's more, and, and often there's a kind of a grimness about it, you know, because, um, you know, I'm over and back to America a lot. And, you know, uh, I say to people, how are things? And they say, just fine, you know. Okay. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, and there's a kind of, and I remember when I worked there, you know, you'd see these guys trudging from meetings to meetings, you know, like really burdened by the day, you know. Um, and, and they'd have this sort of um, kind of ironic thing, you know, you'd say to them, how are things? And they'd say, oh, living the dream, you know. Yeah, so yeah. they were kind of almost sending themselves up, you know. Um, so I, I think just in America, you're expected, you know, um, to put your best foot forward. Which might you know? be no harm, would it, for if, if we had a well, bit more of that no, expectation it, 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 in it, Ireland? It, it wouldn't be more harm, actually. No, I think complaining, like I say, we're world class at complaining here. And while it's a very... I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of I like it and Irish people and I'm used to it and all of that. Yeah. But but it does, um, I, I think that particularly when it gets into public discourse, I, I think it can have a very depressing effect. Because I'm conscious uh, now that we just had an hour where yeah. people were complaining about everything. Well, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I, I think you see that in your private life, you know, even if you're complaining, you, you kind of know privately the things that are going right for you. But... But if you're if you're in the public arena and you're sort of presenting this 
almost relentlessly negative view of how things are, um, then then I think it, it's affecting everyone then because, you know, feelings are contagious and there's a sense that if you turn on the radio, you know, or turn on TV, that, you know, you're going to get an awful lot of, you know, what's wrong with the world. OK, I, this I, is all I, a bit close to yeah, the bone now. Yeah. Let's stop. <laughs> so... You say mindset rather than mood about the optimism in America. So do so. So does mindset dictate the mood then? Like if you decide that we're going to be positive, will you get a good mood out of that, or does mood dictate the mindset? Well, it's it's not so much that you say I'm going to be positive. It it's sort of more fine grained than that. The 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 view more I suppose is look. There are things that are not going to go right today. There are things that aren't perfect about, you know, the day. The sky is dark and grey, you know, and it's raining and all that. But but, but there are good things also going to happen today. You know, okay. there are so things... So you're suggesting realism somewhere in the middle there. It's, it's, um, more, um, it, it's, it's, it's more really to be alert to the fact that no matter how grey things are, like psychologically or physically, that that there are always going to be bright lights in that, you know, there's going to be things that will happen. You know in your heart and soul that at the end of the day, you will have met people who cheered you up in the corridor. You're, you'll have met people in the canteen that, that told you an interesting story. Mm. Um, you'll have had an in, sort of a, a, a maybe one conversation with someone who actually cares about you, you know, and... Um, and you'll have things so to look no, forward notice, to. Notice yeah. the good things a bit. Like, and, and yeah. I, there's, a, there's a meditation I sometimes do. Let the good land, your yeah. man says, you know. Yeah. Like, That's like right. take a beat with it and go acknowledge yes. something yeah. good uh, happened uh, there. Exactly, yeah. Um, and and I, think there's, I think it's that sort of searching out the, the positive. Like that, that, you know, to be open to the fact to look around for it, and 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 I think you'll find things to to okay. cheer you up. So, so but it is, that it may is not a kind necessarily happen. In it's not going to help in the middle of January. Is it? <laughs> the January. So, so is is um is seasonal affective disorder? Is that really a thing? Oh, it's definitely a thing. Um, um, because if you think about the you know the human reaction to anything, there are some people. You know, there's a continuum. There are some people at one extreme who hardly notice the seasons changing, you know. And there are some people who have actually quite an extreme reaction to it. Um, and there's everything in between. Um, and the the people who have a very, very strong reaction, um, the, the technical term for it now is seasonal affective disorder or SAD, mm. <laughs> as it happens. Um, you know, if you look at the, the, yeah. the acronym for it. Um, and and there's quite a body of research on that, and and what what they find is that, and again, this is an extreme version of what we all may be feeling, okay. is that there's more lethargy. Um, you're you're kind of biologically more lethargic. You kind of feel you're carrying a big weight around. Uh, you know, um, you you feel low. Um, you you find it hard to lighten up, and it's interesting the way light comes into our mm. language about this. You know that you find it hard to lighten up, um, and as you know, say the opposite of that is when you're feeling in a great mood, you feel lit up, you feel enlightened. So we have so many words that that as are captured that 
oh, that biological attachment to light, you know, yeah. that light and is... And also light and light versus heavy yes, as well, isn't exactly. it? Like, and, yeah. and, you you know, we use the term, you know, something has seen the light of day, you know, that it means that you're bringing something new into the world or something great into the world. Mm. So... I, I I think that that biological thing actually is 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 an important part of it. And are people who suffer from sad are they likely to be depressives anyway, or is is, is it will some people just find they're fine all of the time, but like that at particular time in the, winter there, they there, get depressed? There's a big controversy about that, um, you, you know, among mental health professionals yeah. um, and and an awful lot of research. And there, there is a school of thought that that sad is um, a particular disorder that some people are susceptible to. They're grand once the summer comes, you know, um, but uh, and they don't have other sort of you know long term difficulties in their lives. Um, but but there are some people who are who are just very affected. You know, it's almost like. Um, a sort of a, a version, really, of depression. You know, it's quite like that, that sense of heaviness, your mood being low. Cognitively, you slow down. You know, you find it harder to take things in. You know, you have a sort of a brain fog, you know. Um, someone is saying something and you're only half attending and, and you can sort of process it. And as a consequence, there are quite a lot of memory issues that come up really? for people. Yeah. They they just fee- find it hard to remember things, and then they start worrying about that, and that f- that creates more complications. Because you're in a poor mood, uh, you're more likely to mismanage things. You know, if, if you're in a Go poor on. mood, you're more likely to misinterpret people. You're more likely not to notice things that you're supposed to notice, which annoys people, um, and and you're more likely to get into conflict. Um, so and when you do get into conflict, because you're in such a bad mood, you know, you're more likely to mishandle the conflict and make it much worse than than it is. So cognitively, you're slowed up, you're less productive, you get less done in a day than you normally uh, you normally do. So there so are it's quite debilitating. Really. It, it can, yeah, it yeah. can be quite debilitating. Now, and the, listen, just to go back for a second to the bit about misinterpreting and mishandling situations. So this is about interpersonal stuff, stuff yeah. that we might let slide at another time. Th- when that's we're in right. this zone, we, we're more likely to kind of slights and, and the, take offence yes, and all that yes, kind of thing. Yes, ex- exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a very good example, you know, is that, you know, somebody, you know, is busy in the office and they don't look up when you come in or, you know, they, you say hello to them or you want to have a little chat with them, but they're... They say, look, I, I can't talk. I'm up to my ears, you know, uh, and, and you get all offended. And you're by off it. ruminating yeah, then. Yeah, exactly. And okay. then, yes, and that's the issue, you see, that you don't just forget about it, but you're there going over it and over it and over it in your mind. Um, so that, would it be and helpful women, then? Women yeah. are more susceptible to to this seasonal affective Do we know disorder. Why? Um, it it might well women it might be because women report more than men do. In other words, they're prepared to admit. Uh, yeah. You know, w- women will talk about their feelings at the drop of a hat. You know, um, so you know they when in terms of most 
sort of mental disorders or, or you know sort of emotional issues um they 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 sort of are readier to admit it so Tra- that, that's and a, you're not uh, making any judgment that, that, that's a long term thing the, you know a long term issue yeah. you know which is which is it just that men take it you know take longer to acknowledge or find it harder or is it an actual reality i i think women are uh, are also i suppose um you know, they're attending to people all the time. Like an awful lot of, uh, I mean, men obviously take care of their kids as well, but an awful lot of women are still the major carers, you know. And when you're you're caring for uh, other people, you know, uh, then anything that's affecting them is uh, affecting you. Um, so you know it's it's a kind of a harder uh, it's a harder environment to manage you know because okay. your kids have issues going on the whole time and you know you're there on the front line dealing with it again traditionally yeah. You, yeah. you would have been yeah and yeah. you're making no judgment on whether yeah. that's right or so, wrong so in, in terms of in terms just going back to that particular disorder there, there's probably anywhere from 10 to 20 percent of people at any one time. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, okay. there's... There, so a lot now, of people who go around thinking there's something not right with me in the winter, they probably do have an They actual, may have. Yeah. yeah they okay. they may have. And and if you are, to go back to your question about, you know, is this really just people who are always sort of have problems with their moods? If, if you have, if you are susceptible, you know, to being moody or to getting depressed... Then, then you are more susceptible to seasonal affective disorder. Okay. Uh, that that's one of the the as it were the the other consequences. You know. Um, <clears throat> now, so, when you say <clears throat> when you say a lot of those things, and if a lot of people recognise some of that in themselves, right? Yeah. Is that the starting point? Like to go, okay, well, if if I'm aware of this. I can I can maybe just try and like deal with it better. Oh yeah. Oh no. I think awareness actually is the first step. Um, like for example, just go back to that fundamental thing about light. <clears throat> if you find that you dread the winter, uh, if you describe yourself oh, as not a winter person, can, mm. I can't do winter, you know, then the first thing you need to do is ensure that you're getting as much light as yeah. possible, since that's the fundamental cause of it. So and morning light seems to be very important. Okay. So to have a walk in the morning, um, to get out in that light, um, uh, and you know, for even ten minutes, twenty minutes, you know, uh, half an hour, um, will really improve your mood. Not 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 just the walking, you know, and being yeah. in the fresh air, but also just exposure to the light. For people who are going to work in the dark and coming home in the dark, lunchtime is absolutely critical. It is the only time that they may have control over it. So you should really get out, you know, um, at lunchtime, even if you only have to walk around the block. um, But to get out at lunchtime um, is very important. And, And we know from another whole body of research that if you can feast your eyes on nature of of any kind even if it's only a plant you know there's actually very interesting evidence about that 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 we seem to have some very primitive positive response yeah yeah yeah, Yeah. to to nature um so if you get out in the morning um 
And even if the day is terrible, you know, um, look at the sky. There's always movement in okay, the sky. Yeah. And and I, I find I, I look all the time to see, you know, is there a little patch of blue somewhere? <clears throat> I remember my grandmother, excuse me. <clears throat> Go on, do, do I remember my, my, my grandmother um, used to talk about the in the winter, she would say the you know, the, the days are going to get shorter by a cock step and and then the opposite in the summer. As soon as Christmas was over, she'd be talking about, you know, the days now are going to get longer by a cock step. Yeah, Regina Sexton and, was and, mentioned And I remember, the yeah, yeah looking again, at the yeah. sky to see, could I see the, the, the difference? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so you can do an awful lot, um, I, I okay. think, uh, about so, that. So... Uh, that's all very easily doable and everything. Um, then there's these light boxes and all that kind of thing. Would you go to that extreme? Yeah, no, no there is evidence that light therapy, uh, it's exposure to blue light. Um, there, there is evidence that, you know, people who, who really suffer kind of chronically from this and whose mood really gets very low, affecting their lives and their relationships and so on, that exposure to this so-called blue light, it's kind of an artificial light that they sit in front of, uh, you know, for maybe a half an hour a day um, <clears throat> does help, you know, but the evidence is mixed you know, um, it, it may be a placebo effect as well, you know, that if, if, you, if yeah. you feel that you're sitting in front of something that's doing something, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but, you say but, as well, try to change your views about winter. Yeah, because if, if you're if you really dread the winter, you know, force yourself to to sit down and write down one good thing about the winter, you know, as if it's homework, you yeah. know, Um and and that always feels very artificial to people. But when they start doing it, they, they realise it's actually quite helpful to commit something to paper because there is something about saying something and then writing it that puts an order on your thought because your thoughts are kind of chaotic. You know, your, your thoughts are, you know, one thought is associated with another and, you know, your mind is racing. But once you commit it to language, once you talk about it and once you write about it, particularly, it puts an order on things. Uh, and you find yourself saying things like, I don't like winter because and this is why. And it, it has that That's kind of ordering effect. Then, yeah. and, and then ask yourself, what is one good thing about winter? You know, now, you know, you're going to say Christmas. Well, of course, you might hate Christmas, too. But assuming... But then, OK, what's the next one? And what you're doing then is actually quite sophisticated because when you're in a negative mood, you kind of shut down that part of your brain that is noticing the positive. So that's why people who get depressed are often accused of being selfish, you know, because you know people are fussing with them and they're doing nice things for them and they're so self-absorbed and so preoccupied by their mood they don't notice it. So you have to be conscious that that side of your brain has pretty that you're you're shutting it down. So you have to force yourself to wake it up again, um, to notice uh, the the positive. And again. It really is helpful to to write that down. Okay, and allied to that, then you're saying think of one thing you could do and are willing to do to make the winter more yeah. bearable. Yeah, 
And and I think that's, um, I mean, we, some people do this in a, kind of a general way at the winter. They think like, you know, I'll take a night course or I'll do a class or or something like that. Or, But but I think, you know, it, it doesn't even have to be that big. You know, just think of one thing that you can do that will that will make the winter more bearable for you, you know, yeah. um, uh, and 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 look around to see is there some way you can make your, the room you live in or the room you sleep in, um, the kitchen, whatever. Can you make it just nicer, something that appeals to you, you know, even if you were to to change the color of the paint, you know, so that there's more yellow, you know, that sort of sunny kind of look. Look at, is there any way you can bring more light uh, into, you know, your office or or into your room? Anything. I, uh, you know, and I, I think that, you know, um, now that we're all conscious about the environment and all that kind of stuff, people are doing all kinds of adjustments to their houses, you know, uh, to save energy. But, and of course, you know, sometimes trying to bring in more light will, you know, will uh, use up more energy because, mm. you know, I suppose windows and things. But um, but I, I, I think it's it's worth balancing the energy thing with the mental health thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Okay, and lo- it keeps coming back to light, light, light. Light, light, light. Yeah. Um, you, you also have an interesting one, getting away from the self-absorption, that you could try and make winter more enjoyable for somebody else. Yes, that I, I think that sometimes you're, you're, you feel so down and out that you genuinely can't think of anything that will ever cheer you up again. That's the nature of depression, you know, that, that you think this... This, there's nothing I can do about this, and it's hopeless. So you're helpless and hopeless. Um, but, but I, do you think of yourself as a caring person? You know, and even if you don't, could you start now? You know, could you do something that will cheer somebody else up? Anybody? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, someone that you live with. If you have kids, it's always easy to cheer them up. Always, there's always something. So there's an easy win there. Straight there there's away. an easy yeah. win. Uh, if if you don't have kids around, and particularly if you're living alone, you know, like do it for a stranger. You know, yeah. uh, sort of. You know, be helpful. You know, uh, I'm just so conscious that Irish people in general are very helpful. You know, if if you but, have, but, but, so but they get know, a lot out of it. To, to go back to like the little acts of kindness, uh, I was in the supermarket recently um, and, you know, the usual thing, you don't have the the, the, the euro for the bloody trolley, you yeah. know. Um, and, and two people saw me, you know, obviously searching in my bag, you know. Two people came over offering me uh, a euro and completely insisted that I take it. I was so buoyed by it. I thought, my God, people are so nice, you know. I'd say so, they went away even more pleased and they, with themselves. In so. fact, the when you do an act of kindness like that, you don't do it for that reason. You not just make the other person happy, but you're seven. You get seven times the benefit yourself. Seven the times. The giver gets seven, seven times the benefit. Times the benefit. Uh, okay, and, well, and listen, so I made it my business to do it for other people. Yeah. Yeah. So I've given Listen, the two euro back. That that is uh, I actually I've been reading a bit of Adler, you know that guy, oh, yes, and, yeah, and yeah. like uh, that thing about usefulness, like. And yeah. if you want to feel worthwhile, give something of worth to it the, is, to yeah, the and it's it's, okay. it's a very as you say a very easy win. 
Yeah. Okay. Dr. Maureen Gaffney, always a pleasure and always enlightening. Uh, um, <laughs> thank you very much. Email brendan at rte.ie.